This is Janelle Wood, and you are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. Welcome back, friend. Whether you have been here before or you're listening for the first time, I love to share what we're all about here. Finding Something Real is an intentional journey designed especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. And as someone who's been through my own ups and downs with faith, I wanted to create a special place for young people, especially. Finding something real is about finding restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. Those are things I believe we all desire that Jesus Christ has the ultimate answers for. And you see, I don't just believe in Jesus because he's changed my life, although he has. I believe in him because he's radically real. So if you find that all hard to believe, I get that. And if you're skeptical, hey, you've come to the right place. But I invite people to, hey, let's go on a journey together. So today we're diving deeper into season six with a special guest, and I just love chatting with her. The way this podcast works is a little different than other podcasts. Here every month we try to invite a different young woman to share her story, to talk about her questions, and then we invite guests who can address her honest questions or topics brought up from a Christian perspective. So this month, you're listening to episodes curated by my friend Gracie. In this fourth episode of the month, you'll be hearing from a vibrant speaker who creates content for and goes around the country talking to college girls. And as someone who during college pursued things she thought would bring her joy only to find them wanting, she used to think Christians were pretty boring. But she's here today to talk about what changed for her and why she's now on a mission to share the hope she's found with others. And P.S., if you like this guest as much as I do, uh, you can find her on Instagram and TikTok under Katie Bulmer Life. And she just has some really great content that you're going to love. I have to say, I loved this conversation And Gracie, if you're listening, I know you weren't able to join us, but if you're listening right now, I want to say thank you again for being honest about your story. One of the things that you shared with me when we recorded was the desire you had to be the person you needed when you were younger. I feel like today's guest has a very similar passion and speaks to some of your story in a really beautiful way. So Gracie, thank you because of being vulnerable, you've allowed for other people to wrestle through these issues too. So now listener, we will get to today's episode in just a moment. But if you like this podcast, here's a couple words regarding stuff that helps keep us on the air. Hi, friend. This is Tara Catherine, assistant producer here of the Finding Something Real podcast. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. So please comment, subscribe, follow, like, share, all the things. And one of the biggest things you can do to help keep this podcast on the air is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love your reviews. Your public feedback is a huge help to show others that we are not alone over here. So will you please do us a favor? As long as you're not driving right this minute, will you hit pause and go write a review? It won't take more than maybe 30 seconds of your time. Maybe you'll even hear your review on here in a future episode. This week, we want to give a special thanks to reviewer Cowgirl for Jesus. Cowgirl for Jesus says, Our God is faithful. 
The Finding Something Real podcast has been such a gift in my life. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one struggling in certain areas, then I listen to a podcast and I can relate to what the guests are saying. It's raw and real and no sugarcoating. Life is hard, but Jesus is real, and we get to choose to lean on him. This podcast is full of people's experiences with our faithful father. Wednesday is my favorite day of the week because usually there is a new episode on. Thank you so much, Cowgirl for Jesus, for your review. And thank you, listener, in advance for helping tell others about this podcast by leaving a review. Hi, friend. This podcast is sponsored in part by Faithful Counseling. Life is full of ups and downs, unexpected twists and turns, and sometimes we struggle with all that can come our way. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist who is also a practicing Christian. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And as someone with a master's degree in counseling psychology and whom at various times in the past 20 or so years has benefited from seeing a professional therapist, I know the value that professional counseling can bring because we all need someone to talk with and Faithful Counseling can help. Please visit faithfulcounseling.com slash finding something real to sign up for professional faith-based counseling. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. There's also a special offer for Finding Something Real listeners to get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash finding something real. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for being a sponsor of this episode. So what does truth look like in your 20s? How do we keep the main thing the main thing when it comes to doing stuff with or for God? And how do you prioritize when you're a young woman with a lot going on? We're going to talk about that kind of stuff today. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and you are listening in for season six, where we are starting off each month with a different young woman sharing her faith story and allowing her the space to ask some tough questions about God and Christianity. This month, we are featuring conversations with or for a young woman named Gracie. If you've listened to our episodes this month, you know that Gracie shared some questions she has about faith, but also she shared her story. And Gracie shared questions she has about eternity, God's character, and suffering. She also talked about some pain she experienced in the church and shared about how, as a high schooler, she was a leader for middle school girls to be, as she described, the person that she needed when she was younger. Gracie couldn't be here today. I wish she was, but I do hope that she listens later. And uh, Gracie, if you're listening, I hope that I represent your questions well today (laughs) Um, or your story. But today's special guest friend is a woman who lives with her husband and two daughters in the mountains of Chattanooga, Tennessee. She has been a speaker to over 70 colleges nationwide and is host of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Her passion is to be who she needed when she was younger. I'm excited to chat with her today. Welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast, Katie Bulmer. Katie, welcome. Thank you. Oh, Janelle, you're so fun. And you also have an incredible podcast voice. I love it. (laughs) I've heard it soothing, but then when I get excited and I laugh, it just gets annoying. (laughs) That's okay. I'm here for it. (laughs) Well, Katie, you and I kind of 
quote unquote met during COVID yeah. at a little app called Clubhouse, which I'm not even sure. Is it still a thing? Are you still on so there? So funny. I just got a notification today. It's like your friend's talking on Clubhouse. I'm like, I didn't. Uh, okay, go, great. <laughs> I'm not over there anymore, but I'm so glad I got to connect with you there. I know. Well, it was really fun in the time because we yeah. couldn't be around people physically. So we got to connect with like-minded people, which was great. And you and I found out that we had a similar passion for young women and we got to have a little phone call and yes. it was really great. And so it's so fun to be reconnecting with you now a couple of years later. And yes, how have you been the last couple of years? Oh, good. You know, keep it on, keep it on. Uh, for me, you know, I've always worked from home. So COVID was just continuing to work from home. Of course, so was my family. So that was different. And I started doing a lot more Zoom speaking events, which was so funny because most college students didn't know what Zoom was in February of 2020. And then in March, we certainly all did. But <laughs> it, yeah, so that that's what changed for me. But it it was pretty much just rolling with the punches. Wow. And yeah. so are you back to speaking on college campuses now? I am. Uh, Zoom is still an option, which wasn't really even, like I said, a case before. So that's kind of cool. I, I do a little bit of, of both, really. But yes, I get to go to Iowa next month. So that'll be exciting. Nice. How many travel opportunities do you usually have each year? Oh, goodness. It, it varies. I try and cap it at 10, but it, it depends, you know, if that's how many comes in or not that semester. So I try not to uh, really advertise it, to be honest, that much. But when <laughs> girls reach out, I'm like, yes, I'll be glad to. <laughs> oh, how old are your girls? How old are your daughters? I have middle school and a freshman. So 15 and 13 right now. So wow. we're in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest is going to be 14 in May. And I'm like, man, how did the time go by so fast? I, I don't know. know. They were yeah. in diapers a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Katie, I love what you share on your website about your passion uh, to be who you needed to be when you were younger. You say, and I quote, who I needed when I was younger was someone to tell me a boyfriend won't complete you. Your past will affect you, but never define you. The only way to get ahead in life is to get started. And tequila is just never a good idea. Uh, Katie, I love that. Tell me about you. Tell me your story. Um, That's so funny. I forgot I said that. So thanks for <laughs> I hope it's okay. Yeah, I love it. I'm <laughs> so like, hey, relatable. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of funny sometimes. Yeah. So as you know, you saw there, I was looking for love and all the wrong fraternity boys, as I often say. So, you know, my background um, came divorced home, you know, just trying to figure out what love meant, um, trying to thinking thinking surely that my happily ever after was in a boy, right? I mean, that's what Cinderella promised. That's what just even the the rom-coms that that was what it seemed to be the thing and so well to be to get the right boy you had to be popular and had to be pretty and i i just tried real daggum hard to have all of those things and i don't know if you anything about the enneagram but i'm an enneagram three and that means we're the achiever and so we like i'm gonna be the best at trying to do whatever these things are and like <laughs> i mean exhausted and depleting yourself trying to run through all these hoops and that brought me through high school and college years and in my I was like walking out of my senior year in college thought I'm gonna get married to this guy I think I have my life tied up in this beautiful little bow think I finally like run the rat race or whatever it may be uh, ignoring my true feelings of like you know surely there's more to life but we're just gonna keep going through the motions right well 
out of the blue, that relationship ended. And it was just, I, I call it the, the breakup that broke me in all the ways that I needed to be broken because I, I had built this house of cards of, you know, oh, well, I, I have this temporary happiness. I have this relationship that isn't really even based on anything real. I have this, just all these temporary pleasures, if you will. And it all came crashing down. And when you're graduating from a Georgia college and your boyfriend breaks up with you, like there is no plan B, like everything was around. No, we are going to graduate and then we are going to get married and then we are going to have 2.5 kids and live in the suburbs. Like there is no plan B. And when it's spring and you're walking out from graduation and he's like, yeah, that's not what I want to do anymore. Like it was devastating. So I had a friend invite me in that moment to a Greek girls Bible study. I was in a sorority and it's just so funny, the timing of all of this, because, you know, again, I was chasing cool and I was chasing popularity and I lived in Georgia. So I would have told you I was a Christian because of my zip code, but it turns out that is has nothing to do with your heart <laughs> posture. And so anyway, I get invited to this Bible study. I would have told you that Christians were boring. They couldn't even spell the word fun. They locked themselves in the dorm room all the week, every weekend. So being a Christian sounded like a lovely idea when I was a grandma, but by golly, I was 22 years old and I didn't want anything to do with that until I found myself heartbroken and invited to this Bible study, you know, show up reluctantly, but that is where I heard the woman at the well story and home girl from 2000 years ago is who I have a crush on to this day. <laughs> I have already requested. We can have live in the same cul-de-sac and mansion in, in heaven. If we can have neighboring mansions, that would be great. <laughs> but essentially, if you don't know the woman at the well, she's a heartbroken girl. She has the longest conversation recorded with Jesus in scripture, which I love because Jesus spoke to religious leaders and kings and queens and his mama. And the longest conversation recorded was with a heartbroken girl. She was a girl who was married five times and at the well at the wrong time of day, shacking up with a boyfriend she wasn't married to. I like to to joke she was wearing her boyfriend's toga doing the walk of shame. <laughs> And Jesus met her there and was like, sweetheart, you, you keep looking the way he, the way it was described to me is you have a cup and it has holes in it and you, you keep filling it with men. You keep filling it with promises of what you think is going to fulfill you. And that feels good for a hot minute, but your cup has holes in it. And Jesus says, I came to give you eternal water so you'll never thirst again. And it was like this ah moment when I heard that I'm like wait there's a way to get off this hamster wheel that I've been on since I was in middle school trying so hard to be all the wrong things or all the right things for all the wrong people and eternal water and I was like I don't know what eternal water is my, my first prayer no joke I went home to my college apartment and was like God I don't know what eternal water is but if it exists I want a keg of it <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> And Jesus in his sweet, precious way of like, I feel like tapping us on his head, on our head from heaven, like, bless it. Yes, honey, we got, we got you. We got you on tap. And that is just when everything changed. I started going to church, which was a totally new thing for me. I started meeting Christian friends and who knew Christians could have fun. This was shocking new information to me. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to find Christians who could stay up late and eat pizza and crack jokes and like be a real fun human and, and sing songs and dance. And I just fell in love with this new, first of all, heart transformation, obviously like this total 
fulfilling of my heart that God had given me that I kept looking for in men. And then this Christian community that who knew could actually be amazing. And the next guy I dated was my husband. So Mm. that was a long, quick uh, way of explaining it. But that is my story in a nutshell. (laughs) Wow. What a transformation. Yeah. And then how did you start working with young women? Yes. Well, so my husband and I, he was a youth pastor. So when we first got married, I kind of just naturally started working with teenagers because of course he's a youth pastor. So I'm helping out with Disciple Now. If you know what that is, it's like a weekend for teenagers. Started doing mentoring really like before we were even married, you know, I'm probably 23, 24 years old at this time. And it just really kind of organically started growing from there. I, we have two daughters now, which makes me even kind of turn that passion up several notches because obviously I care about the next generation of young women. And we lived in a college town for the first about 10 years of our marriage. And in this college town, there's obviously a lot of college girls. And I started being an advisor for my sorority and was just like, you guys, I have so many things, so many passions I want to talk to you about. I started having coffee dates that we would meet in girls' apartments and it would grow. We'd have like 50 girls in the living room of a college apartment and just talking about basically dating, healthy relationships, not being all the right things for all the wrong people. And and as I said, being who I needed when I was younger. So that's a, that's basically how it all kind of started. Wow. So you've created some viral content too, Katie, because I remember you sharing a little bit about that when we were doing the clubhouse. So um, I think since then you've had even more viral experiences. Share a little, little bit. bit about that. Yeah, I want to hear about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, social media is such an interesting world. Everyone wants to grow their platform until you do. And then you have all these random people commenting on you like, oh my God, like it's just, it's kind of crazy. But yes, I, I did have a few viral videos and it's interesting. You just have all of these eyeballs on on. They click on everything you've ever done on the internet all of a sudden, and you're getting all these emails and all this information. But overall, very good experience. Overall, able to grow my, grow my platform. And funny, I actually got to do mentoring with a young lady from um, Spain yesterday. So like just the craziness oh, wow. of this like virality and, you know, people in completely different time zones and different cultures. And so it, it's really cool to be able to, to do that. But essentially, I, it's so funny that you know, the saying of for such a time as this, because my background is in marketing. So my first job was in TV advertising. So I would work with a producer behind the scenes and put music to video and do little clips for commercials. And it's, and now I'm like making TikToks <laughs> and reels, uh, communicating all of these things I'm passionate about and healthy dating and everything else. And I'm, I'm really like, people say, well, how does that come to you? I'm like, how does it not come to you? Like I live <laughs> for this. This is so fun. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. I, I love how God prepared you ahead of time for what you're doing now. And Isn't that crazy. You know, I watched one of your TikTok videos that I think it had over 100,000 views. I don't know. You have over 100,000 followers on there, but um, maybe it had over a million. I don't even know. But it was you explaining the gospel using your husband and your girls. And it was so simple and so beautiful. Um, I'd love for you to share that um, briefly. Uh, yes. With listening. Yes. Thank you. That was really before everything kind of blew up. I just, I'd had it on my phone and I was like, I can like kind of spice this up. But what happened in real life is we 
lived, we were neighbors with a friend, uh, an older couple who had a pool, the nicest older couple. We called them the, uh, our kids adopted grandparents. They were like, stop asking if you can come over, just come on over anytime you want to use the pool. So that was wonderful. So we we're over there using their pool when our kids were a little younger. And, and my husband was just like, this would be a great way to explain the gospel. And remember he, he done youth ministry for about 10 years. So he had all kinds of creative ideas in his brain, but essentially through a swimming pool, he explained the gospel by, first of all, he had no idea. The kids had no idea what he was doing, but he's like, all right, girls, I want you to jump to the other side of the pool. They're like, uh, we can't. He's like, no, just get a running start. Give it all you got. I want you to jump to the other side of the pool. And they're like, okay. So, you know, they do everything and they spin all their might and they jump as hard as they can. And of course you cannot physically jump from one side of the pool to the other, but they had fun trying. And then he's like, and then he said, okay, now I'm going to carry you from one side to the other. And the illustration was just like I was trying with all of my might to be righteous, to be holy, to have a relationship with God or to even be fulfilled. We try so hard and there's no way we can do it. We need a savior. We need someone to bridge that gap for us. And so in that example, he was showing that like, no matter how hard you could try, you can't reach to the other side, but love came down for us in the form of Jesus. Love came down as a perfect sacrifice and brought us and bridged that gap from one side, sinful man to perfect God. But anyway, it, yeah, it took off. I think it was about a half a million views. So that was really exciting to uh, mostly very positive comments. And just, I think it was just really helpful for people to be like, oh, you know, the gospel is simple. I think that we make it complicated. And I think it hopefully, um, maybe for the first time was explained to people. So it was, it was a fun little video. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I wish Gracie was here, but real quick, just a couple more questions about your yeah. ministry. So do you primarily go around the Bible Belt um, when you're speaking at college campuses? Or I noticed that you said you go nationwide. Have you been to California and uh, up east where... I, I think sometimes when I think of this country, I think, man, we're so divided ideology. Ide how do you say that word? Ideologically, right? Like, I'm wondering what kind of response you get when you talk with sorority girls about, yeah, you know, let's talk about this issue and this issue in your life. And let's also talk about Jesus. And if it's different, depending on where you go in the country, the openness to that kind of um, conversation. Yeah. So when I speak to schools, it's not necessarily a faith-based conversation. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of biblical-based truths, but this is just information about healthy relationships, information about making wise choices, you know, looking back and what story do you want to tell of your college days? You know, what joke I always say is like, will you remember a lasting impact that you made on your campus? Or will you remember Tequila Tuesday? I'll give you a hint. You will not remember <laughs> Tequila Tuesday on Wednesday. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's not necessarily a faith-based question. So that's, part of that answer. And then, yes, I've been to Arizona, uh, New York, New Jersey, um, going to Idaho, like I said, next week. So I'm sure it's not every state, but it's definitely a sprinkling of, of all over. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. Do you, after you give your talk, do girls come up to you and talk with you? I'm sure they do. And do you then get to share your faith with them, um, in a more personal way? And, um, are, are they asking questions about faith when you're having those conversations or is it pretty, uh, tell me about that. Tell me about sure, Yes, doing. they do. And it's my favorite part when, uh, and if, if it's on zoom, sometimes I get people reaching out through DM. And of course, if it's in person, they'll come up to me in person, but yeah, I mean, all kinds of different stuff. So when I spoke to a school in Tennessee recently, I had a girl come up and she was like, 
I didn't know who you are, but one of my friends messaged me your video that you did on a situationship, which if you don't know what that is, it's a basically a relationship that's not a relationship that's you're dragging each other along. It's it's an unhealthy thing, right? Anyway, so I did a, a video on that and her friend has sent her that video and she was like, and thank you because that's what I needed to, you know, walk away from this terrible, toxic situation, situationship. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, so I get feedback like that. As far as does a conversation turn into faith-based, it depends. Sometimes it does. I still remember I had a young lady who the sweetest thing in the world. I kept her message because it made me cry. But essentially she was like, I, I, you know, I came and did my regular talk. It wasn't like faith-based or anything, but she said, following, you know, being interested in what you had to say and then listening to your podcast and then following what you do, like she gave me, she's like, your hands down why I'm a believer. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So on your podcast, you share more about uh, the spiritual element. Then? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. A lot more. We talk about Jesus all over the place on the truth for your 20s. <laughs> yeah. Friend, if you're enjoying this episode, you may also enjoy exclusive bonus content each month. Finding Something Real is a podcast that has some costs associated with it. We have a website, monthly subscriptions to stay organized. We design things. We like to pay an assistant producer who keeps things going around here, that kind of stuff. We're not in the business of trying to make money, but we are in the business of wanting to keep this show going and be sustainable. So we use Patreon. And if you haven't heard of it, Patreon is the best place for creators to build memberships by providing exclusive access to their work and a deeper connection with their communities. Each month, patrons who support Finding Something Real get a bonus episode where we recap the month's episodes. Often those episodes feature our co-hosts and they will often share what this journey was like. There's other perks over there too, and it's easy to get involved. Just go to findingsomethingreal.com and click support at the top of the page. We'd love to have you over there in our Patreon community. So I think Gracie would love talking with you, Katie. But um, when Gracie and I talked, she got emotional uh, when she shared about her faith journey, especially when she was talking about her baptism and her working with younger girls in her church youth group. Um, it seemed like that was a very special time in her life. Um, but she also said that she's happy with where she's at right now in a place where her faith is really, and I think she described it as mellow. Um, do you meet a lot of young women women who maybe like Gracie grew up with strong Christian experiences or backgrounds, but by the time they get to college are in a place where faith is something they're more ambivalent about. And if so, why do you think that is? Sure. Yes, I do. And why do I think that is? I, I mean, I'm sure we could debate this all day. There's lots of different reasons, but my first thought is, I don't know that generally speaking, the church has done a great job of communicating the gospel or communicating what it even means to have a relationship with Jesus. I know, like I said, when I was a 20 something, I, I thought being a Christian was a boring, <laughs> um, lackluster and I could, had to wear long skirts and not talk to boys, you know, like, I'm like, I, I don't, I didn't want to be a part of that. Now I, I do see positive changes in that way. You know, um, I don't know if you've heard the news about the talk of the revival on Asbury college campus. It's yeah. so exciting that movie Jesus revolution talks about basically a huge wave of young Christians in the seventies. And I, I believe revival is we're on the cusp of it with young people. I see a lot of young people 
truly after their faith. Like, like they are on fire and it makes me so excited because <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, a lot of people in their forties are like, oh, young people these days, blah, blah, blah. Like I I'll fight with them <laughs> because right. yeah, you see it too. I see such excitement and fire and passion in today's like in Gen Z, I guess we should say. And I think it's exciting. There, there's a lot of studies on this generation, of course, at, at any generation, but this is a generation of like, they want to see change in a good way. They, they want to, they're all about serving and making positive impacts. And sometimes that can, well, can mean a lot of things, right? You know, there's all kinds of organizations that aren't necessarily faith-based that are cleaning up litter or making the world a better place. Like, sure, that's all wonderful. But I think that from what I see, there's a lot of young people that are like, okay, I see my parents' faith. I see what I grew up with. And I, I want to, I want that real, like as your podcast is called, like, I want this something real. And I, I see them digging in and asking hard questions, which is so good. Like Jesus is never afraid of our questions. It's okay. Like I had a girl message me the other day on Instagram and it was basically like, can you explain, you know, the Bible was written by men, but it's God breathes and yada, yada. And obviously that was a lot of information, but I pointed her to a YouTube video of a pastor. I knew that explained that really well. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed. But I was like, and thank you for asking that question. You know, I don't want you just to accept it because your grandma said so. Like, ask, find out, dig deep. And I think that there are resources to support that. And God's not afraid of your deepest questions. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Do you get that a lot? Do girls come up to you and they're like, hey, Katie, thank you so much. Man, your story, what you've shared really resonates. I've got these big faith questions I have never been able to reconcile. Do people come to you a lot with those kind of things? Yeah, I hosted a Zoom call one time and it was basically that like bring your faith questions. And we didn't have a ton of people show up, but we had, I don't know, maybe like 15 or 20. And I, yeah, I mean, the hot topics, which I'm sure you get a lot are like, why do bad things happen to good people? And it was funny because I, our family and I just came from the Creation Museum and the Ark Discovery in Kentucky. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that was really cool just to be able to to answer why I believe that they're suffering and stuff like that. Um, of course, God made a perfect world and then sin entered the world. But we unpack that and I'll be happy to unpack my take if you want. But there was just some really good and heartfelt, honest beautiful questions and I was here for it and it was great conversation. And I think that the girls were really receptive and we were able to just, you know, talk about it, dive in, get after it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I love that you're inviting uh, young women to ask those hard questions and to come to you and just say, Hey, I'm coming as I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And maybe I don't have all the answers, right. But I will direct you to somebody who I think maybe does have some of that. And I yes. just think that's really beautiful. And I wish that we could see that more. Um, and I, I, I agree with you. I think we're seeing more and more of that. I think people are more invitational, hopefully, uh, these days with faith and saying, hey, yeah. come check it out. Come check it out. Just like that movie. I loved that movie. Me too. Wasn't it amazing? Yes. It was my mom's generation. That's, my mom came to faith when she was 16 years old and it was a byproduct of that, you know. That's and, awesome. Yeah. She was up in Washington State, but still, you know, people came. I think she said there was a youth pastor who came for years just coming to their little community that didn't have, you know, a youth group and he'd come and he would mentor these kids and love on them and um, that's how she came to faith. And wow. I think uh, people do often come because somebody loves on them mm -hmm. and saying they love Jesus. And 
you know, actually living it out. Yeah. Um, but it's hard, you know, how, how do we prioritize, especially, you know, as a young woman, you've got school, you've got jobs, you've got boys, you've got, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. How do you prioritize faith and keep it relevant, Katie? What kind of advice do you give to the girls that you mentor? Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to, this is why I love the 20s, because it is such a pivotal decade. And you can look back in your 30 and decide, oh my gosh, my 20s, I chose a spouse. I chose where I was going to live. I chose a career. Like these are huge life changes. And so I would say faith is the foundation of that. And if, you know, you look back and like, oh, I chose a spouse and I didn't care if we had to share faith. I, I spoke, I chose a career. I chose a place to live and leaving Jesus out of that. I think that that is going to, you might live to be like, Hmm, <laughs> that was probably not a good decision. Uh, you know, by the grace of God, I became a Christian at 20, how old was that? 22, I believe. And I look back and the road I was on before that, I was just so whatever is shiny, whatever is next. And I can see, I almost moved to South Carolina. Like, I mean, it was just very, I was getting a roommate. I was having so many things on the tracks to move to South Carolina, uh, right before I became a Christian and certainly not moving to South Carolina is, you know, sinful by any means, but that is not what God had for me. And had I not had all of those things changed so quickly for me, I would like, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have had the job that I have. Like so many things would have changed so significantly. And I think that, I mean, if you're going to build a house, you want to have a good foundation. I think that Jesus isn't just part of your life. Like he is your life. And one of the things that blew my mind as a young person is there's a verse, John 10, 10, it said, God came, Jesus came to give us life and give it more abundantly that the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. And Jesus comes to give us life and give it more abundantly. And that is so true. And here we are like, oh, but popularity will fill my broken places, but money, but fame, but a cute boyfriend. It, it just really won't. I promise. I looked really hard and I can give you a long list of a lot of other people who did too. And maybe it sounds Christian. I don't know, but I, it's just the daggum truth <laughs> that <laughs> Jesus came to give you life and give it more abundantly. And I, I want abundant life. Who does it? Who doesn't want an abundant life? Who doesn't want a rich, beautiful life giving life. And if we want that, doing it on our own is just, you know, I look at my, we're, we're truly our children. My niece is four years old and she will tell you that she's going to marry Superman. And she told Santa, she wants a mermaid to live upstairs in her bathtub. Okay. That's adorable. But that's like, that's a little bit like us trying to be in charge of our life. Like, okay, God, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to marry this guy and we're going to live in a rocket ship. And he's like, okay, but <laughs> why don't you just trust me? because I am the God of the universe. I know every hair on your head. I love you. And I want what's best for you. And he's not, he's not even mean. He's a wonderful, good and loving father. Uh, so I just, I think that trusting him in your twenties is going to be a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> what if you are someone who's experienced some pain at the hand of the church where you're like, ah, I did that once before. Yeah. There was some good there, there, you know, I had a good time maybe, but maybe it was just, you know, a season and now I'm doing okay on my own. Um, what encouragement would you give that person, Katie? Well, if it's church hurt, I mean, I think that 
there is this YouTube series that I just love and I don't remember what it's called, but it's essentially they, they highlight stuff and they take different clips of a movie and they can make it a horror movie. They can make it a comedy. They can make it a thriller, a romance, you know, just by taking different clips of the same movie, you can make it look a million different ways. And that has been my church experience. I could right now paint a picture and tell you the saddest story about my church hurt and about how the pastor let my husband go when we had a newborn and a two-year-old and how I got called into a deacon's meeting because I had coffee with me and the pastor's wife isn't supposed to have coffee, just silly, ridiculous stuff. And I could whine about how terrible it was. Um, and, and it was, and, I, and we had some hurt and we had some, you know, there were some hard things said to my husband and like, I could paint you that picture, but I could also tell you about how the same church took us in when I had brand new babies and how I had those friendships and how they threw us a baby shower and how they gave my husband a wonderful severance when that job changed. And it's the same story. And I can highlight two completely different highlights from that or, or trailers, if you will. And so when it comes to church hurt, you are not going to find a perfect church. And if you do, then you're going to go, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're all broken. And now, of course, there are things that cross the line. And of course, I don't think you should just put up with, you know, people completely uh, not representing the gospel and stuff like that. But um, that that's my first answer when it comes to church hurt. And then the second thing, you know, people say, oh, I'm doing good on my own. I don't need church that might work for a little bit, but you are, life is going to happen. And we are so much better in community. No man or woman is an island and we're not supposed to be. And when the church does its best work, and I believe that that we all, all truly want this, we come together and rally around each other and we help each other. If we're going to the hospital or in financial crisis or just need prayer or babysitting. When we had those young kids, that group of women that we all helped each other out with our kids, like, I don't know what I would have done without that community. And that's the beauty of the church. It, it's, it's God's bride, you know, it's messy. It's clumsy sometimes and broken and full of a motley crew of sinners like me but it's so beautiful and loving. And I, I I'm just so thankful for a church family and I encourage you to give it another shot. Mm, that's good. Besides going to church, how do you cultivate your faith life and how do you keep how you're serving from not becoming the main thing? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think something that Gracie kind of touched upon in her question and or wasn't even her question, her story was, hey, you know, she was doing the thing for these girls, these middle school girls to be what she hadn't been or, or what she hadn't received when she was younger. But I don't know who was pouring into her life during that mm -hmm. time or how, you know, her, her personal walk. I don't I don't know. She's not here to share. But um, how do you prioritize that relationship with Christ in a very practical way, Katie? I don't know if you've ever heard of prayer walking, but that is like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that is just, I don't know, there's something about, you know, moving your body and move in your brain. And anyway, what I love to do is walk around my neighborhood and just pray. And that is first just getting my head straight. Sometimes I listen to a worship song first to kind of prepare my heart. And then I just like check in with my senses, listening to the birds, listening to the wind blow the leaves looking around right now, everything is in full bloom here in Tennessee. And, and I love just, you know, checking in with all of that stuff before I even like with my long list of God, can you please like, this is just 
being thankful for the millions of things I have to be thankful for. And, and then I can start to be like, uh, I start, I pray for my children. I pray for my husband. Um, I like to pray for marriages in our neighborhood. Just uh, marriages is a huge thing I'm passionate about. So just like to pray for people I know and strengthening their marriages and for the wives and husbands to see the good in each other louder than the bad. Um, so anyway, prayer walking is just something I love to do. I don't know if it's anything magical, but for me, it's just a way to clear my head, move my body and hang out with the God of the universe. It's crazy that I get that opportunity. So yeah. yeah. And then what about, um, I, I'm sure you do this too, but for somebody who doesn't like to read or is a little, maybe even skeptical of the Bible, like how do you incorporate that um, into your your daily routine? Um, especially when you're not sure how you feel about what's in there, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I love, I love that you do this, by the way. I love uh, Gracie for hard questions and for you just opening this microphone, this platform for young women to ask these questions. But again, I don't sit still well. So I thankfully live in a day and a time where you can listen to the Bible on Audible. So I have the Bible app and I have that one year plan and just hit play and you could do the audible version and it reads a devotion and also the scripture for the day. So I forgot to mention that when I do prayer walking, I usually do that as well. So it just makes for a nice little loop around the neighborhood once or twice. And <laughs> well, and James Clear, uh, author of Atomic Habits, uh, he would say that's an amazing habit stack, right? Because I've been oh. doing that too. <laughs> you I and I both like book. that book. I love that yes. book too. <laughs> Today, I got my vitamin D. I got uh, the dog walked to get tired so he wouldn't be barking while we're recording here. I got my steps in and I got to say hi to some people in town, right? Those are four things right there like that. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And I went and grounded myself in some sand. I took off my shoes and I, <laughs> this might be a little hokey pokey, but I don't care. I like it. I put my feet into the sand and I turn on my worship music and I'm looking out at the water and I'm like, this is where it's at. Just kind of like what you're nice. saying, you know, just getting grounded and reminding yourself of truth and also doing several things at once. I feel like it's such a great life hack. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. That's so Me funny. Too. I'll have to send you a video I'm talking about taking your shoes off. It's holy ground. Someone talked about the, the science of taking your shoes off and yes. grounding your It's a thing. It's an electrical <laughs> thing. Yes. yes. It's good for your body. It's That's a real wild. thing. I know. I watched a whole documentary on it. I'm not going to say I believed in everything that it said, but I kind of think it's true. That's awesome. <laughs> that <and> tree hacking. <laughs> yes, same. And eating granola. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All of the things. Birkenstocks too. Um, well, Katie, thank you so much for being here today. I always ask a final question, and it's of all of our guests. Um, the Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. Real is an acronym for those things. Restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. All things that I believe as a Christian we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ. Of those four things, restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love, which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? I'm going to say restoration because my word of 2023 is nourish. And I come to this word because 
when I, when I'm living my best life, I'm meal planning. I am getting good rest. I am um, just planning my week and just nourishing uh, my body, my, my soul. I'm, you know, getting those prayer walks in regularly, um, hanging out with people that I love. And I think that nourish and restoration are, are kind of similar words, but yes, I just, I love that idea of fueling our body in so many different ways, not just what we eat with, with things that help it thrive, because what a gift this machine is that God bless us with. And I want to have it serve me well in this life. So give anything at the tools to do that. So <laughs> I should ask you, I, sometimes I throw on a, another yeah, question just because I'm, you know, I like to. Um, what's your favorite life hack as far as nourishing your body then, Katie? Well, meal planning. I just like if I look at my week and can decide ahead of time what we're having for dinner. I mean, that sounds simple, but it's so profound because if I don't, then it's like, oh, it's Thursday and my daughter has volleyball and we have to be there by 530 and everything's frozen. And so therefore you have peanut butter and jellies and then you come back home and you're hungry and you eat chips. So, but if we have a good planned out dinner and someone sometimes that's just starting early and dethawing some chicken and adding something yummy, then I'm living my best life. <laughs> I love it. Katie Bulmer, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences, and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all, whether there's something real to be found in Jesus. I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time. <laughs>